Welcome to the Nino's Corner Podcast. This is beautiful. What is that, Velvet? Hosted by Nick, Nino's Corner Battle. Damn right. What up, Peace Nick Battle, a.k.a. Nino's Corner, man. Episode 34 of the Nino's Corner Podcast. Um, but first off, guys, if you like what you're listening to, uh, go like, subscribe, comment to the podcast, and I greatly appreciate this. I can keep this content coming out to you guys. But today on episode 34, we're going to talk about the running back position in the NFL and how it is being devalued um, and whether we actually believe in the process that these teams are taking as far as either franchising um, or a really good running back or signing them to a mega deal. What is the best option for the team? What's the best option for the player, et cetera. Um, so if you guys have been sleeping under a rock, you guys might not have noticed that Todd Gurley was cut by the Los Angeles Rams uh, yesterday and immediately signed by the um, Falcons. So he'll probably more than likely be the Falcons starting running back next year. But this is all after two years ago, Todd Gurley signed the contract um, with the Rams uh, for, if I'm not mistaken, guys, a four-year, $60 million deal with $45 million of that guaranteed, making him the highest-paid running back in the NFL at that time. Um, now, he makes that much money. He signs a contract, um, and they go to the Super Bowl in 18. But guess what happens the next year, guys? The next year, they only need to go to the playoffs. Right. No playoffs. Another guy who signed a large deal, uh, Mr. Le'Veon Bell for the Steelers. He um, sat out a year after the Steelers didn't want to give him a contract. He ends up sitting out a year, comes back, signs with the Jets for a four year, fifty two point five million dollar deal in twenty nineteen uh, with thirty five million dollars in guaranteed money, making him the second highest paid running back at that time in the NFL. What did that team do after the after the twenty nineteen season? No playoffs. Second highest paid running back in the league. The next guy, near and dear to my heart because I'm a Cowboys fan, Ezekiel Elliott holds out during training camp and signs a six-year contract extension um, for $90 million and $50 million for that guaranteed, making him the highest paid running back in the league. What did the Cowboys do last year? No playoffs. And this brings me to uh, the current situation with a guy like Derrick Henry, who was the heartbeat and soul of that uh Tennessee Titan team last year that went to the playoffs and had a really, really good run was up by, if I'm not mistaken, three scores against the um, Kansas City Chiefs prior to Pat Mahomes going wild and actually coming back and winning that game. Um, But the Titans have decided to put a long-term investment in uh, Ryan Tannehill um, after him coming in and I think starting 12 games last year. So they put a long-term investment in him, giving him, I think, $91 million guaranteed contracts or so, roughly about $120 million contract or so, but about $90 million guaranteed. And they decided to franchise tag Derrick Henry. Um, but that team is probably, is probably going to go to the playoffs next year. Um, we'll see. We'll see. We, we don't know. But the question is, guys, is it uh, just a norm now for teams not to want to invest a lot of money into a tailback when they know that they can get some talent at the third, fourth round, uh, you know, by God, look at a guy like Alvin Kamara, uh, his fresh, not his freshman guys, it's not college, his rookie season, he he lit up the league, third round pick, 
let's be honest, he had a better season than, than Christian McCaffrey did in, in their first season. Christian McCaffrey was a, a top 15 pick, top top 10 pick for the uh, Panthers. Um, you know, second season, like, of course, Christian McCaffrey is probably the best offensive player or, or offensive weapon in the league last year. But that team didn't go to the playoffs either. So how important is a running back um, if you don't have all the other pieces in, in front of you? I do believe that the running back is a very vital position, um, a very, very vital position. But do you pay a running back the kind of money that they're going to want when you have other players in the team that have to get paid? Where, where, is the, where does the balance come in at? Me as a Cowboy fan, I love Zeke Elliott. Don't take this wrong, guys. I love Ezekiel Elliott. He's one of my favorite players to watch. And But as a Cowboy fan, I remember during that draft, I told my father, I said, hey, uh, I wouldn't draft him number two. My dad was like, you crazy. I was like, no, I wouldn't draft him number two because Larry uh, Tunzel from Ole Miss, you know, he had the whole weed bong incident and, and the gas mask incident, and he slid down the draft boards. My proposal to my father was, hey, I would, if I'm the Cowboys, I trade down. I pick up Laramie Tunzel to be my right tackle, right? Because offensive line has to be shored up, right? Any team, it's always one in the trenches. Pick up Laramie Tunzel. And then at the top of the second round, you pick up uh, Derrick Henry. And you have that big 250-pound, four, 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 five running runner running back running behind that awesome Dallas uh, line, and I think you'll plow defenses in the fourth quarter with ease. Of course, Dallas didn't do that. We picked Ezekiel Elliott, which proved to be great um, because he is a great player. But here we are as a Cowboy fan. We have a $90 million contract sitting in front of us with $50 million of a guarantee to a running back. And guess what? We paid all that money for a player, and we didn't make the playoffs this last year. Um, Zeke's special. He's very special, guys. Very, very special. But for the amount of production that a running back gives, is it worth it to invest that kind of money into a tailback? Look at the teams that won last year. Let's go look. Who won the Super Bowl last year, guys? You guys tell me who won the Super Bowl. It was the Kansas City Chiefs. Who was their running back? I'll wait. Nobody can even remember his name because the all-pro running back they had got in trouble and he got suspended, and now he plays for the Browns, right? And then with the Browns, well, it's a whole, that's a whole other story. But Kareem Hunt gets kicked off the team um, for the assault he had on a woman at his either condo or or hotel room up in uh, Ohio. And I mean, he was all-world, all-pro, pro bowler, the whole nine. And he's kicked out of the league. I mean, he's kicked out of the league for half a season and goes and plays for the Browns. But the Kansas City Chiefs, they're running back by committee, and guess what they did? They won the Super Bowl. Their opponent, San Francisco 49ers, had three running backs on that team. They did running back by committee. Guess what they did? They were representative in the Super Bowl. You know, let's take a look at the other teams. Uh, Kansas, uh, let's see, uh, Houston Texans. Uh, they had Carlos Hyde. Um, at least who's not a, uh, a star running back by no means. But that Carlos Hyde, um, I think the best running back in the AFC in the playoffs last year probably was Derrick Henry. Um, on the, on the NFC side of the house, we look at the Eagles. They didn't have a great running back. I mean, they have a running back, they have a running back team by committee. Same thing with the Saints. They do uh, Murray and 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 Alvin Kamara. <clears throat> Minnesota does have Dalvin Cook. He's he's amazing, but he's coming off an injury. But he's still on that first 
that first uh, contract as a rookie contract, um, San Francisco running back committee. And there you have it, guys. I mean, there there wasn't a bunch of uh, elite running backs in the playoffs this year. Oh, Buffalo. Buffalo. Um, yeah, they didn't have an awesome running back either. So you don't need an awesome running back to win. You need a good quarterback, a, a good offensive line, and a good defensive line. The trenches got to be shored up, and, and, and you need a, a quarterback that's competent <clears throat> and a good defense, guys. The running back position – it can be overvalued unless you have somebody who is so special, so special that they can't be denied. Even a guy like Adrian Peterson, as special as he was, they never won a Super Bowl with him. I don't think they got to um, a conference championship game with him. And that's one of the most elite of elite running backs to ever play this game. So just think about that for a minute. But while you're thinking about that, guys, let's go to a commercial break. All right, guys, and we're back. I think, honestly, guys, with the emergence of the spread offenses and the um, like the West Coast offense, which came in in the late 80s and the spread offenses of the 2000s and, and, and present, you don't need an awesome running back to, to succeed in this league. Um, a running back has to be able to now, has to be able to catch out of the backfield, has to be able to, you know, of course, run through the tackles, has to be able to bounce to the outside. So you need – uh, a, a few guys because one guy might not be able to do it all. And for money wise, you can be able to have two or three guys supplement for that one person. Now, back in the day, the nineties, the eighties and seventies teams had one feature back and they ran that guy. You look at it in the seventies and eighties, you had a guy like Earl Campbell with the Houston uh, Oilers who Houston pretty much ran him. And they, they ran, you know, you know, Port Earl into the dirt, but you look at teams like uh, the Dallas Cowboys uh, Tony Dorsett, he was their guy. Emmitt Smith, he was their guy. You look at teams like Buffalo, who went to four straight Super Bowls. Thurman Thomas was their guy. You look at a, at a team like uh, the um, the Lions, that Barry Sanders, he was their guy. Uh, San Francisco during their heyday with, with Joe Montana. They had Roger Craig, he was their guy. With Steve Young, they had Ricky uh, Waters, he was their guy. You know, so they had, you know, a feature back. But today, as long as you have a guy who can kind of do a little bit of both, you're good. You can do a running back by committee in winning this league. Um, most of the teams that are winning Super Bowls now, are they do have running back by committees. So if we take a look at, at the Super Bowls over the past few years, you have my son in the background, guys. He is – it is no school in now, so you might hear him screaming in the background now. <laughs> oh, man. Please, schools, please back open. But – if you look at the past few years, you look at the running backs in the Super Bowls and the teams that won. I think the uh, so you, let's say like this year you had Kansas City. They had they had a team by committee. Even their opponent had a had a had a running back by committee. Um, if you look at the previous season, hold on, let's give you a, a quick look up. Let's look at Super Bowl winners, guys. This I just thought about this. Would so be interesting to talk about. Super winners for our year. I can tell you right off the bat who's who. Uh, let's look at Super Bowl history, guys. So let's look at, okay, Kansas City had a run back by committee. San Francisco did also. Last year, the Patriots, right? You know, they had Sonny Michelle, but they had a run back by committee. The the Rams, um, Todd Gurley played, but he didn't really play. They had um, – What's the running back that played for Denver? Uh, I forgot his name, but he it, it was running. It, it was a system by committee. 
The Eagles always had a running back committee in, in 18 in the Patriots, another running back by committee team. The Patriots, again, running back by committee. The Falcons, they had two running backs with Coleman and, um, and, uh, God, I can't think of the guy's name. Um, yeah, but they had two guys playing, you know, like playing running back. Uh, when Denver won it, uh, who was their running back when Denver won it? It was, it was by committee. And so was the Panthers. Denver's running back guys. This is going to be interesting. Denver's running back that year was, um, rushing, rushing, rushing. Ronnie Hillman. Think about that for a minute, guys. Ronnie Hillman was running back. Running back by committee. I mean, him and CJ Anderson. So nothing special. They had two guys that, that rushed. Carolina that year had a couple guys too, if I'm not mistaken. They had uh, a kid that played for Memphis, was a grown man now. So they had Jonathan Stewart, okay, who played for Oregon. Cam Newton, of course, ran the ball. Mike Tobit ran the ball. Pfizer Whitaker Huckham ran the ball. And Cameron Artis Payne ran the ball. So you had a running back committee. And plus, you had a great quarterback who ran the ball MVP that year. The last team that really have a true, true number one running back was 2015 when the Seahawks, they had Beast Mode. You know, they had Beast Mode as their featured running back. And you think about that for a minute. That's Marshawn Lynch. He had over 1,300 yards a year. Russell Wilson works for another 849. But they had Beast Mode. Beast Mode was their guy. And they had the same thing in the previous year. And then the year before that, Baltimore won. But Baltimore had a running back committee, too. Their running back for Baltimore that year was, uh, let's take a look. Baltimore, they had Ray Rice that year. But he only had 1,100 yards. And you had... You had Bernard uh, Pierce, who ran for another 500 yards. So they kind of had a running back by committee, but Ray Rice had 1,100 yards. That's not world-blazing numbers for a running back, especially a starting running back in the league. San Francisco that same year had uh, – who's their starting running back, guys? San Francisco's starting running back of the year was Frank Gore, old man Gore. He was a, a feature back, but he had Kaepernick, too, who ran the ball a lot, a lot. So, yeah, and so Frank Gore was the feature back. But prior to that, guys – you take a look, the the Giants and the Patriots. The Giants had a running back by committee two that year. So, guys, I'm, I'm, I'm only saying that to show that the past winner since 2011, there's only two teams who had a feature running back, and that was the Seattle uh, Seahawks. They had beast mode. And uh, the 49ers had Frank Gore in a losing battle. Seattle had beast mode in one year losing and one year winning. So, yeah, three years since the past nine Super Bowls. I'm sorry, ten Super Bowls. Ten Super Bowls. Three three years, three teams had no, – three years and only two teams. Two teams had feature running backs out of those 20 teams. So, do you need a feature running back to win? Stats say you don't. Stats say you don't. Stats say you pay your money off the line, and you pay your money in your quarterback, and that's what's going to get you to win over the top. That's that's what happens in today's football. But on that note, guys, I'm going to let you guys know. Appreciate you guys listening. Go like, subscribe, and listen to all these podcasts. Um, and like I, in all my uh, podcasts on, you know, I do my do you speeches and my do you messages when I go talk to kids. But, you know, what do you stands for, guys? The D stands for don't be afraid to fail. The O stands for outgrow your environment. And the U stands for understand your brilliance. And on that note, Nino's Corner is out.